I've gotten so so caught up in this transformation till I'm almost. I mean, when I feel like I'm in this closet and I need to change in an area, I mean, I, I, my world just turns upside down. Um, so the trash can concept is just basically asking you guys to move your trash can, one that you visit frequently, and in doing so, what you will, um, if you're like us, you will be reminded that you've moved it when you go back to the location that you moved it from. And in doing that, let this be just a reminder of how our mind keeps up with the most smallest insignificant things. The little things can become such big habits in our lives, and before we know it, we're just we're just in the groove. We're just in the groove with that person, with this that thing, um, and not really doing life and embracing life to the fullest. So remind yourself that change is needed. Um, we have we must be willing to grow, to learn, grow, and accept the things that we cannot change, but be willing to change the things that we can, to work at changing the things that we can. So we have a few people set up to speak tonight. Uh, our main guest is Mr. Charlie Caswell, and he is running a little late. He will uh, let me know when he's ready. So what I'll do is just call those who are ready to speak um, now. And remember, for those of you who have agreed to come on and, and express your your opinion uh, about this topic tonight, go ahead and select the number one now, and that way we know that you're out there and uh, ready to be to be pulled into the show. So for those of you, you know who you are, go ahead and select the number one um, now, and then we will eventually pull you in uh, for this topic. Tonight's topic, of course, is soft-minded men. Um, and no disrespect to anyone, and, and I want to explain that because some people have kind of taken that in a way that we don't mean that mean it. That being said, I'm going to call a spade a spade. It is what it is. It's time for us to stop BSing. It's time for us to stop letting things go and letting people live life, a mediocre life. I can tell you for sure if someone had spoken up about my brokenness, and it had to, they had to see it. If someone has just said, you know what, you need to get your stuff together. We see what's going on around people, and we just let stuff go. We just let stuff go. And and as Brandon and I talked about this, it's not, and I'll use Brandon as an example, Brandon is the, one of the most compassionate, hum, most humble people I know. Heart-wise, there's a difference between being a, having a soft heart or being a compassionate, humble man. There's such a difference between being that versus being soft-minded. He is one of the most, most humble, compassionate, grateful young men I know, but at the same time, he takes care of business. Period. He takes care of his home. He takes care of himself. He takes care of his mama. You're not going to mess with me. Compassion goes out the door. We'll talk about that later. And so there's a difference. And that's what we want to talk about. Because our society, our young men, take, take, take us out of it. Our young men, um, they need some strong-minded men. Like women, 
We need some strong-minded men. We need some men to tell us, sit down. It's not happening in, in this house, period. And so, um, Rodney, go ahead and, and say your part, and then what I would like to do is just kind of read the episode, read the episode info, how this subject or topic came about is I came across, ran across uh, a posting that Charlie Caswell, the person that we're waiting on, I guess, for tonight, that he posted. And uh, I want to read that to you all um, before we get into the show. And I hope men chime in, speak up, speak out, say what you feel, how you feel, because, again, this show is not to belittle anyone. It's just the the question was posed and asked, how long are are we, and this was from a man, how long are we going to stay silent? What are we going to do about what we see with our youth, with women? Because I, for one, I'm tired. I'm tired of, I I really am tired of what I'm seeing and what we are collectively doing about what I see. So, Let's uh let's agree to agree. Let's agree to disagree tonight. But let's more importantly, let's agree that there's we have to do something. It is time for men to step up. It is time for women to step up in every aspect, in every area. So, Rodney, um, I'm going to turn it over to you. Good evening, everyone, and thank you once again for joining uh, the Butterfly Evolution Show tonight. This is Rodney. Uh, very grateful to be on with you all once again. Uh, <laughs> Tammy, we have eight days until the last day of school. I'm, I'm telling you now, I can see the finish line. Eight more days, <laughs> and I can take me a long nap like I always do every summer. Um, before before you read that, that, uh, that post, Tammy, I'm going to be very brief, and I want the I want the listeners to think about a few things. Let's think about where this problem comes from with these soft-minded men, immature men, irresponsible men. Let's think about what our society has done to break down men, um, whether it be by education whether it be the prison system, whether it be through entertainment. And let's, think, let's also think about how women have contributed to this problem. Let's, let, I hope tonight we could talk about the way that mothers raise their sons and also how women encourage Poor behavior from men through relationships. So I want to touch on those things tonight if we get a chance to come back to them. But I want you to go ahead, uh, Tammy, and read the post, and then we can dive right into this thing. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to check real quick here. I want to see if Charlie is on with us. And just a second here, people. Okay. All right, and again, this post was posted on on um, Facebook and got my attention, of course. And um, here we are doing the show on it. 
Well, let me get here because Blogtop will not let me pull it up, so let me just read it from the event page. Um, hello, mighty men of Memphis. When we look at our youth who are mobbing in the streets, dropping out of school, having babies as teens, and have no respect for themselves or others, is this a product of men being soft and not taking care of our village? If so, are you going to continue to be silent or are you going to become more visible, vocal, and valuable to your community? Um, and so that's the post, that was the post, and it had a picture of Dr. Martin Luther King's quote, a nation or civilization that continues to produce soft-minded men purchases own spiritual death on the installment plan. And in my opinion, Ronnie, that's where we are. I I have changed my tune. I I was very hard on women. I used to say that, you know, women, it's us. We can change this. And and we can to a degree. However, if men I'm I'm reversing. I'm 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 saying right here live tonight. Women, I owe you an apology because I'm I'm putting it back on men tonight. Here lately, I'm I'm looking and I'm thinking, wow. Really? Are we really here? And so if I'm thinking that way, I can only imagine what young men, young girls, well, I can't imagine, I see. I, 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 we know what, what's happening. Um, and, and this installment plan, forget about the installment plan, we are here. If there's another plan, if there's more to this plan, I don't know how, how, how we're going to make it. And I understand what you're saying, Ronnie, about women. Yeah, we have we have bought into it. We play a great role in in, in where men are today, um, because we're too accepting, we're too passive, we're too um, lenient on making men. And I hate to say that word, making, but expecting more. I'll say that expecting more, and then also allowing allowing them to be. And so this is, while we're talking about this topic, it's not just the men, a man's fault. It's not. We're all, we, we are all equally responsible, but I'm saying now that men, you got to you gotta take the role. You got to step up. We can't do it. We just can't. We're not going to do it. Okay, how much we try, we're not going to be the one to change the young minds, change the course of these young people today. Women are not going to be able to do it. We're going to have to help you all. We're going to have to be your backbone. We're going to be your, your support. We're going to have to learn to respect and honor you, but you got to give us something to respect and honor. You, got, you have to, period. You just have to. So I, I do get that. I understand. And, yes, women are raising boys to be soft, to be needy, to be clingy, to be um, passive, to not want to work. And I'm not even saying work for somebody. Teach them how to work for themselves. Find out what they love. So if that if they get a job and something happens, hey, you, you have a skill. And so it's not just about being pumped out or being soft. Weak. This is deeper. Soft-minded is deeper, and it's not about being weak. 
You've got to get up and do something. You've got to be that man. And we can, we can take this right back to biblically as well. And in my opinion, this is, this is why we have fallen, especially as a race. And I, I, I say that, and I don't want to make this a race, the, the race conversation tonight. Um, I don't want to make it just about race. I'll say that. So I'm going to check uh, the lines here, Rodney. We have a caller, Tim. I'm I'm going to go ahead and pull them in. We have a caller, and then uh, uh, I'll come back um, and talk about what you were just saying. But we have a caller from area code 904. Last four digits are 9161. Caller, you are on the air. Uh, yes, how y'all doing this evening? This is Quentin Morgan calling from Jacksonville, Florida. How y'all doing? Hey, hey what's up? What's up, Quentin? <laughs> nothing, nothing. Uh, let me say this. First of all, I think it's, uh, I think it's 80-20. I don't think it's um, equally um, as much as the woman's fault as it is the man. I think it's 80% the man's fault, 20% the woman. Uh, I blame the man because we're supposed to be the head, and if we are the head, we have to take the brunt of the responsibility of the downfall of our men and women uh, uh, within our society. And what we need to do, we need to, uh, we need to build upon our natural desire for intimacy and a stable family life. We need to create fatherhood programs that, are, that uphold the ideals excuse me, of being a man, okay, to help us, uh, to help as many young men as possible move towards uh, more stable, nurturing uh, relationships and family values. And, you know, with these programs, uh, they should rise to the top of the agenda for every African-American civil rights, fraternal, professional, philanthropic, social, and civil organizations across the United States, okay? Once these programs are created, then we can start at the grassroots level to create or to nurture young men to understand what it means to be a man, okay? And within that process, once they become men, then we can be inside of the um, household to help raise the other young men that we actually help produce, okay? What has happened is us as men, we have left the woman all alone to raise a young man by herself. And a, man, a woman cannot, now she can raise a man, but she can't teach the man how to be a man. She can teach it to the best of her ability, but it takes a man to really teach a man how to be a man. But until we get back to our, um, uh, back to the basics, as I always call it, you know, until we get back to the basics of love and understanding and uh, how relationships are actually structured and how they, uh, how they uh, actually supposed to operate, will continue to go on the downward spiral that we have been going on for the past 33 years to my calculation uh, since 1988-87 and until we get back to the back to the basis we continue to go on the downward spiral okay and thank you for calling in I have a question for you um, I, I do agree that, that something needs to be done as far as programs and so forth but it does seem that we have program after program um, for our youth. We have people attempting to do so many things. And, and mm-hmm. my thing, what, I, what I feel is happening is everyone's trying to do it solo and not really um, being open to ha- joining with someone or being open to having someone to go, go on with someone who's already making it happen. And I'll, and I'll give you an example with the 901 Butterflies, and this is something that Brandon expressed to me about a year ago. You know, 
when the girls come, there may be 10 girls. Whereas mm-hmm. if, if all of us got together, and now those girls walk in and there are 100 girls, now they don't mm-hmm. feel like the only one that I'm the only young girl or one of 10 girls who wants to do life different. They don't feel like they're just um, kind of the lost numbers that make sense to you. So with every, mm-hmm. all these programs already in process, how how what what do you feel adding more will do adding more or just I, I just want to express that I don't know how these assets okay well 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 number one okay well number one you can never have enough okay you can never have enough. Uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's kind of like, okay, we got enough programs, uh, but the, it is. The programs that we already have, that we already have in place, uh, so to speak, are they actually working? You know, they're working to a certain degree, but uh, we, we, we need more. We need more. We need more participation. You know, and it goes, and it goes even even outside of that. You know, it goes just like voting. You know, you know, only what is it, twenty seven percent, thirty seven percent, or something like that. I think it's like twenty seven percent of African Americans actually vote. You know, so the same thing with these programs. How many people are actually participating in the programs and using the information for the programs outside of the program in itself? Okay, it, 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 we we have to be like roots. We have to be like trees. We have to uh, uh, be like seeds. We have to grow, but spread out and drop other seeds with uh, with that DNA that's inside those seeds, so we can continue the love and the uh, relationship process. So we we can continue that chakra. But uh, you can never have enough programs. You can never have enough programs to save the society. You can never have enough programs. You know, so. Um, you know, and, and, and whatever, when I say yours, I'm talking about yours, that's an ours. Whatever information that you have that you are able to provide and give, even if they are just so, solo programs, they are still programs, right? They're still programs. You can never have enough programs that's going to teach young men or young women how to be uh, productive uh, citizens in society. This is this is Rodney. I'm going to jump in here uh, 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 really quickly. Um, a couple of things when we talk about uh, mentoring programs or or programs uh, for the youth. Uh, number one, we wouldn't have to have so many if parents were doing their job at home. That's number one. Number two, I'm not going to say that there are too many, but I will go back to the point that Tammy just made and that is there are too many isolated programs. And the reason why I say that is this. We have a lot of, and this is just my observation, we have too many selfish people running these organizations. It's about Mm -hmm. them and what they can get out of it. It is not about sustaining the youth. It is not about bringing the youth in and giving them things that are going to make them last long. You know, that is going to help them live long, healthy, successful, and prosperous uh, lives. It's all about the person who's running the show because it's always, well, here's what I'm doing. Here's what I'm doing. Uh, I did this for these kids over here, or I took my kids here. It should be a we-type deal. How can we partner together? How can we work together? How can we allocate funds so that we can all get together, whether you're in Los Angeles and, and I'm in Virginia. We should be all working together. But I've seen too much selfishness where people are all about their own agenda, and it's all about me. It's sort of like church, right? We have churches 
everywhere. There are almost there are almost as many churches, if not more, than there are Seven Elevens. I mean, they, you know, there was a some we said that there's a Seven Eleven on every corner. Well, now there's a church on every corner, right? But sin is isn't decreasing. Sin is increasing, right? Why? Because because people have their own mission. People are people have abandoned what. Christianity is all about. People have abandoned what God is all about. It's all about me, 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 me. Don't go to that church. You should be over here at this church. Here's what we can do for you. Here's how, you know, you'll you'll become this type of person. You know, we'll elevate you over here instead of what is the overall mission. I think that there's just too much selfishness when it comes to the lives of these of these children. And I work in education, and I see it all the time. It's all about the and 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 not too much, uh, not enough about the children. You know, this is Tammy, and mm-hmm. and takes us right back to soft-minded men, even to the point where the church is being on every corner. Um, right back there, although a lot of men are not are choosing not to go to church now, and. I think most of those are probably some of the strong-minded men, and I, I don't want to get into the religion part of it. But I've heard mm-hmm. men say, had to put their foot down with their wives or girlfriends and say, hey, now he's not going to tempt this house. And to me, a man who will say that and stand by it and be willing if he needs to go tell Mr. Pastor that, and you can be on this point, but you're not pimping this house, period. And that goes back to even if a man is in, is is not in the home where his child is being raised, he should that mother, whoever he lives with, it should be to a point where she should be able to say, "Do I, I do I need to call your father? Do I need to call your dad? I, I get it. It's great if you can be in the home. Fine, wonderful. But if not, it needs to also be known that hey." I'm a I'm a father, I'm an uncle, I'm a brother that will step up and step up on you if I have to. <clears throat> but that's what you said, Ronnie. These people are self-seeking. Men are are so soft-minded until you don't have time. They're so busy trying to look as pretty as, as we are and trying to do the same thing. I see more men, and I don't even do the nails and the, all that stuff, but I see more men going to do things like that. And I'm like, my, my granddad and dad would have never had time for that, that kind of stuff. When there's mm-hmm. so much out here, you go show up a young man how to change his mama's tire or oil. That way she doesn't have to pay $30, $40 to do that or $60. Now, just the little things. And so, yeah, we have all those programs, in my opinion. When things are, are not effective, when we're just like the hamster. We have to stop and look at because people are being getting burnt out, and there's what? too much. I, I, I think there's there's too many people trying to do the same thing. When we got to learn how to work together, and becoming a strong-minded woman, man, whatever, will help people do that. Because you're not offended, you're not um, threatened by hey, there's someone here that may can do this a little better than me. Let me step down and find my purpose, my role, and let me thrive over here. Which is just soft-minded men, women all together. Well, well, here's the thing. I'm, you know, once again, I'm gonna go back. I'm going. I'm I'm putting the blame back on the man. I'm not gonna blame the woman. Um, as much as I blame the man that was supposed to be the head. Um, you know, that's number one. Uh, but number, but number two, um, you can't. Um, 
I, I still say you can never be enough programs. You can never be enough churches. I mean, you know, that, that's 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 what it is. There can never be there can never be enough places uh, uh, for for save for saviors, so to speak. Okay, you can never have enough places for enough safe havens. You know, and uh, and you know, regardless of whatever agenda um, people may have, even if it is the preacher. Um, going back to the religion aspect of it, even if the preacher, even if he is talking about, even if it is about him, but he's still putting that word out. He's still dropping those seeds. You know, same thing with the programs. Even if it is about the individual, the individual still is dropping those seeds, right? Now, here's the thing about all of us coming together, all of us coming together with one agenda. You have to have different agendas to attack different uh, uh, areas of the problem. It's not just one problem. We have a plethora of problems, Right? So everyone has that. Everyone has their role. Everyone has their role. What we need um, to do is understand and, what our role. Go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, and Tammy, I want you to answer this uh, as well. How can a man be a man without being viewed as someone who's fighting against the feminist movement? Hmm. You said, how can a man be a man without fighting against? How, how can a man be a man without being viewed as someone who's fighting against the feminist movement? I, I, you know what? I, I don't think a man feels the need to address that. A, a, a man who is, who is rooted grounded, whose woman respects him and knows who he is or she knows she has to go. I don't think he, he, he feels the need to respect that and that a, a woman who respects him and, and he has set that platform, she doesn't, she doesn't need it. I mean, so mm-hmm. that's how I would say a man would be like, I don't have to explain it. I, I am this house. I'm over this house. And I think we as women, go back to what you said, we need to be able to allow that. Because it's not, this is not working. The, I'm probably some women want to tell you, this thing where we feel like we got to go out and conquer the world as women and leave our families, our children. Mm. I, I'm going to take the man out of it for a minute. Children. I'm going to tell mm-hmm. you because I am not tired and I don't even have a child here. I, think, I sit back and think, how did I do it? There were times I worked two jobs and cooked every day. And help with homework every night. I had to find a system and a way. I'm paying for it now, of course. Mentally, still tired. But I had no excuse. I was not going to let that be an excuse for me to raise a soft-minded man. There were times I paid men to say, hey, take him, find out, do whatever, and I've shared that with him now. He doesn't even know to the extent how many. I didn't have the money to do that. But rather than lose my son, mm-hmm. because when you're right, we, we, a woman cannot raise a man. He is still going to need a man to show him, and he longs for that man. I, I, I did the best I could do. Mm-hmm. And, and women... There are no excuses. I'm sorry. There is no excuse. There is no excuse ever. Well, the man wasn't in the house because you 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 can do, you can make some changes. You may not give him all he needs, 
Mm-hmm. But you can do two things. So I just don't think a woman, I don't say real because I don't like that word, but a man who knows who is in his and is holding it down, he doesn't get into what that what the media tells you to do. Don't bring that in this house. And even if he is not in that house, that child knows. You can't, you, no, you're not going to do that to your mom. But see, half of the men don't respect the mom. And the mom doesn't respect the man. South or, or not, south-minded or not. And so mm-hmm. that, that's my question that he doesn't. That man doesn't. Mm-hmm. Because he knows mm-hmm. who he is and what his job is, and he's going to do it by any means necessary. Okay. And that one going to have to mm-hmm. let him, or there's going to be some, there's going to be some trouble. And I'm not talking about the, that all that. So just there's just going to be some trouble in the house. Things are not going to be um, cool. Mm-hmm. Craig, we want to thank you so much for, uh, for 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 popping in here real quick. Um, we want you to stay on with us if possible. Uh, do us a favor and press the number one. Um, in just a few minutes so that it will pull you out of queue. So that way if you have a question or a comment uh, later in the show, we can pull you back in. We're going to go to our okay. next caller. Thank you so much, though, uh, Quentin. Right. We're going to go to our next caller who is calling from area code 404. Last four digits are 1037. Caller, you are on the air. Hey, how you doing, Roddy? What's happening, bro? What's going on? Hey, Tammy, how you doing, baby? Hey, Bo, how are you? I'm blessed, blessed, highly favored. Uh, <laughs> just sitting here really listening to what's going on. How was your vacation? By the way? Hey, Bo, hey, Bo. Huh? Before you get into your stuff, I need to share this, because as I thought about this okay. show um, last week, and, I, and you know, the soft-minded and, and all that, you know, people will look at Bo and think he's the hardest guy out there. He, you know, don't even, don't don't think he's gonna get anything, whatever. And this is what I thought about in this show. You're you're one of those ones, like I was explaining about Brandon. Kind of kind of the opposite. You guys are because people will look at you and think, hey, he he's really hard. He he's not going. He's not gonna give you anything. He has no compassion. But at the same time, you'll get a shirt off your back. And you're very compassionate, but don't don't mess up. You're very outspoken. You're gonna take care of home. You're not gonna pimp your house. And that that that's what we, you're gonna take care of your boys. Exactly. You're take, exactly. You're hold it down. I, I, of course, I want to say this, Tammy. You know what I mean? Um, and I and I thank you. You know, saying for seeing the greater good in me. You know what I mean? But you know, by the grace of God, I'm able to do those things. You know, and um. I heard you talking about soft-minded men. Um, the thing of the matter is, Tammy, I think the the, the question should be uh, not so much as soft-minded men, um, but finding the definition to what makes a man. You know, because cause anytime you ask a man, uh, how do you how do you define being a man? Everybody got their own different definition of what a man is. It's like they don't really know what it is to be a man. So if you don't know how to be a man, then how can you call yourself a man? You know? I mean, you're giving you're giving yourself a, a definite you're giving yourself a name for something that you really don't know how to be. You know what I mean? 
okay, you 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 know you use the well, I, I take care of my family, or uh, uh, I work. Uh, that's not the definition of a man. The definition of a man is all of the above. The definition of a I don't blame the woman. Period. You understand what I'm saying? Because when God spoke to God, he didn't speak to Eve. He spoke to Adam. You see what I'm saying? The woman is put here to be the help mate to a man. So, therefore, a man who is a man has to take control of his household, his actions, and his woman is supposed to help him along the way, help mate. That's what she is. So I don't blame, I don't give the woman 10%, 20%, you know, to each his own. Everybody has their own opinion or however, you know, I'm not throwing any lashes at my brother that called in from Jacksonville. You know what I mean? That's his opinion. I respect that. My opinion is I don't give the woman any discredit at all because it ain't her fault. You see what I'm saying? Because if men would be men, then you wouldn't have to look at a woman to do things that a man is supposed to do. You know, I see, I see, you know, I, I see women cutting grass. You know what I mean? Not to say that it's a gender thing, you know what I mean? But that's something that a man should be doing. If she has a man, why is he in the house washing dishes and she out there cutting the yard? Well, she likes yard work. My woman ain't going to be cutting yard. I don't care how much she likes yard work because that's something that a man who's built for that type of thing is supposed to be doing. There's a reason why we were labeled warriors, you understand what I'm saying, from Africa, warriors. You know, we went out and caught the food. We went out and did this. We went out and did that. And we brought it home to that woman who was our, our, our soft, if she a hard woman, I don't want nothing to do with her. You know what I mean, I don't want no one to land up next to me feeling harder than me. None whatsoever. So <laughs> I'm going to come home with the bacon and give it to the woman who's soft and cuddly and, and loving and, you know what I mean, and kind and has eyes of a, 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 of a doe deer or something, and I'm going to look at that woman and say, here you go, baby, you know what I'm saying, this, that, and the other blonde squad, and feel, and feel proud about myself as a man because I was able to go out and do that. You see, but you don't. You have men out here now that don't feel proud about being a man. You got men out here like you say, Timmy, you want to get their nails done and you want to get pedicures. I feel funny sitting up in a shop having somebody clean my toenails. Let them be dirty. You understand what I'm saying? That's what a man do. Let my nails dirty. Let them be dirty. I wash my hands. You know what I mean? And that's the way it's supposed. That's the way a man's supposed. To be. If I'm tripping more than she is, then there's a problem. It's a problem. You know. Even when I was in prison, you know what I'm saying? I seen dudes come in, thundercats, swinging. I'm talking about showing up ferocious. By the time they exit, they went from swinging to switching. Soft-minded. You see? Soft-minded men. You know what I'm saying? Anytime a man can t- tell you, you know what I'm saying, it's all right to do this and do that to him and this, that, and the other, blah, this, and you become okay with it, you bet I'm dead. Your mind is no good. You see? And that's, that's your willpower. That's your willpower, you know, and, and I get aggressive with this because it's, it's time out for all the bull crap. It's time out for all the foolishness. You know what I'm saying? That's why so much is going on in the world today because people take a back seat. Men in general take a back seat to what they're supposed to be doing, and they sit back and they say, well, it's going to take care of itself. If you keep waiting on that, boy, the devil going to down there with ice cream and, 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 and snow cones and all that when you get there, for real, for real. It's not going to change if we don't change it. I'm talking okay, about so, real men. I have a question for you, Bill. What 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 is your? I know you you've expressed in some some shape, form, or fashion in your comment, but just if you had to give a brief uh, definition, uh, what 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 is a man? What does a a strong-minded man who holds it down by any means necessary? What what would that definition be if you could put that into that, words? That, that definition to me would be not just your family. 
but families in general. You understand me? Not just to your kids. You be a father to everybody kid that doesn't have a father. You understand what I'm saying? If you see a neighbor down the street, she doesn't have a man in her house. You understand what I'm saying? You talk it over with your wife or your significant other. Say, look, you know what, babe? Her grass needs cutting. Is it all right if I go down and cut her grass? You understand what I'm saying? Or her kids don't have don't have a father. Is it all right if we invite him over to play with Junior? Or can I go take him with Junior to you know play football or basketball? You know, back in the day, we didn't just get beat by my mama. We got beat by everybody mama in the community. The mailman, the the, the dude who delivered the milk, anybody would beat your behind and send you home and tell your parent you would get another whooping. So it took a village to raise a child. The same way now, it would take a, a village. It takes a village to raise a child correctly. So a man being a man, not only to his household, but to other households who don't have a man in the household. You understand what I'm saying? And then a woman, being a woman, she's a real woman, secure within herself. You understand? She shouldn't have any doubt about what her man is doing for the next family because all he's doing is trying to be a man. He's trying to show other kids that don't have the privilege of a father how to be a man. You understand what I'm saying? Then you don't have to worry about that mother down there don't have a father in their household, son growing up to be wishy-washy, having more female traits than he does men traits. Because there's a lot of that going on with the single mother syndrome being out there and all the men being locked up in prison because of genocide and because of, of, of that's the white man's plan to keep us down. You see? So we have to come up with a reverse plan to their plan. And that plan is, hey, I'm not only going to be a father to my kid, you know what I'm but I'm going to be a father figure to your kid. No, we ain't in a relationship. No, there's nothing like that. You understand what I'm saying? I'm just doing myself and yourself a, 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 a favor to raise your child so that he can be somebody's, uh, 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 um, he be somebody's uh, uh, a mentor or something in the future. He'll know what it is to be a man. He'll know the things that he's supposed to do as a man. So my thing is being a man, a uh, definition of being a man, is to not only raise your family, but help somebody else raise theirs if you can. You know what I'm saying? Be a help to, to a single mother that don't have a father figure in her life. You know what I'm saying? Take her son and try to raise him. You know what I mean? I talk to her kids. If you see her kids out there or his kids out there going the wrong way or doing this, that, and the other, blah, 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 talk to them. You know what I mean? Talk to them. Try to show them a different way. This is you know what I'm going to um, This has been my definition of a man ever since I read this uh, many years ago. And my definition of a man is exactly what it says. In 1 Corinthians 13, verse 11, and it says, When I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. So if you are still doing childish things, you are not a man. You're just... Okay, Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. Before y'all go any further, please name just a few childish things off of the top of your head. Just a few for the for the sake of the show. Just name a few childish things that you see men doing today. Just a few, both of you. I'm going to start off. This is Rodney. I'm going to start off with uh, males who like to play games. And the reason why, uh, reason why I'm going to start off with that one is uh, we associate playing games with children. children. Children play games. So if you are a man, you should not be playing any games. It should not be uh, you uh, telling 
you telling uh, your 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 wife or your girlfriend or your baby mother that you are going to do something, knowing good and well you have no intention of doing it. You're playing games. Be about whatever it is that you whatever you, whatever you say you're going to do, then that's what you need to do. Another, let me jump right in, right? Another thing is, um, men men that men that cheat on their significant other, whether it be girlfriend or whether it be wife. If you make a commitment to a person, you understand what I'm saying, then that's what it is. That's what it should be. Because when you go outside of that commitment, you're playing games with yourself. Not only with yourself, you're playing games with her, you know what I'm saying, her feelings, your feelings, you know what I'm saying? That's foolishness. Because a grown person, a man, knows what they want. They know what they want. They know what they want out of life. So if you're going this way and that way and wishy washy, then you ain't, you ain't settled. You ain't settled-minded. So why make a commitment? Commitment means just commitment just means just what it says. I commit myself to you. You don't have to be married to have a commitment because marriage doesn't happen on paper. Marriage happens in the heart long before you get to the signing of the paper. You know what I'm saying? So if, you, if, you, if you're doing those type of things, you understand what I'm saying, then you're not being a man. There ain't nothing manly about that. Animals do that. They run from one dog to the next dog. You understand me? With no commitment whatsoever. That's what animals do. But we as humans, adults, men, don't have to do that. And I'm not just saying that because I'm married, because I was doing it before I got married. You understand what I'm saying? The committal process. Then you ain't got to worry about taking this from that and over that and catching this and bringing this that and that. You ain't got to worry about all that foolishness. Because you're a man in your mind. You understand? I tell people all the time, boy, it ain't but two times. Good old business and big old good ones. You understand what I'm saying? Get you one and set eyes somewhere. It ain't gonna change. <laughs> Foolishness, man. I'm, I'm gonna. That's I'm gonna add one I, more I more like to be real. I'm gonna add one more before we pull our before we pull our call in, and that is children have no uh, children have no care um, or very little when it comes to responsibility. Uh, I tell my students all the time, they have one responsibility in their life, and that is to get an education. They don't have to worry about bills. They don't worry about put. They don't have to worry about putting food on the table. They don't have to worry about who's going to keep the lights on. They don't have to worry about taking care of the children unless they're babysitting. So if you have no care for responsibility, that is a childish thing. We're going to bring in our caller uh, from area code nine zero one. Last four digits are eight zero four six. Caller, you are on the air with us. Hey, how's it going, y'all? This is uh, Brandon. Hey, what's happening, uh, Brandon? How are you? Hey, what's up, Brandon? Hey, Bo. Hey, um, I just I just wanted to um, come in and, and I guess give my perspective on the situation of of soft minded men and the. The definition of a man I think um, on the particular subject of uh, The definition of a man I believe that we as a culture And I mean uh, urban African American culture We have allowed um, Too many We've allowed people outside of our culture Outside of our Our uh, racial narrative uh, To control our identity And the definition of what a black man is And I see that in so many cases I think um, I think our history as well as our identity is lost uh somewhat in the portrayal of a black male and and this has this has um subconscious and conscious effects on us when we see um 
every depiction of a black male in a in a movie um as as a as as a a criminal or a social deterrent every time that we um we see on the nothing but us on the news um we're 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 cast down in certain lights and the ones that are um that do reach a certain uh, height uh, they're always shamed you know or is Certain people in the in the in the in, in different industries could do things, but if a black man does it, uh, it's seen as a character flaw. As opposed to if a white male does it, it it's seen as a as a mistake, as not uh, generalized over the entire character of his entire race. And I think we've allowed that to um, to be a yoke on our necks. I believe that we've bought into that, that we've accepted it instead of facing it. We've turned a we've turned a, a shoulder to it and and walked on a path differently than we were originally set on. Um, so I think we should redefine what a man is. And what I think a man is is one who provides an environment for he and those that he is responsible for to thrive. And by thrive, I mean eat and grow in every um, to basically grow in all in all the levels of, of what a human being is be able to to facilitate or uh, provide an environment to, for them to thrive mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. And if a man cannot do that, and and, and if it is not his intent to um, to provide a balance of all those uh, characteristics to thrive, then I don't think he's trying to be. A man. And, and so I think I think we have a lot of thirty-year-old, uh, forty-year-old boys, uh, boys that have not made. And from from boy to manhood, so we have these man boys walking around, and that are trying to conduct themselves in an image that is not their own, in a history that is that is not that is not their own. And we've allowed the image of what a black male is uh, to be diluted by the generalizations and the prejudice of other people. And we've accepted you better. those. We accepted the fact that we're thugs. We've accepted sometimes the fact that that um, that we should that we should sag and speak a certain way. I remember being in school and because I was involved in the AP classes, people would say, Oh, you taking you taking them from white people classes. That's an ignorance. That's a sickness. That's a uh that's a self hatred and a self hate of uh of the black image. And I think we, we're succumbing to that. So the best thing we can do as of now I think is to be examples of what of what we want to see. And that's what I'm trying to be because I've been I swear to God I've been preaching and preaching, and I will preach until I'm I'm old, dead, and with a with a raspy voice. But like my mother told me one time, she said the best sermon I've ever uh, heard was the one I I, I I saw basically something like that. The sermon I saw with my feet uh, that that was taught with their feet or something like that. Um, Mom, you can actually say it better than I can. I'm sure you have a good memory. <laughs> um, I don't know which one you the sermons I see or when I told you that the, the lives, the biggest lives are the ones we tell to ourselves and then the sermon I see, meaning people need to be, and that's not one of my favorite quotes, it's just saying that you need to be what you, whatever we're saying, for me, whatever I'm saying these young girls should, should be, I need to be that. And I need to get to a point where I recognize I'm not and then work on being that so that I am the sermon they see. They want to be like me. They want to talk like me. But at the same time, they want to find out who they are and walk in their own shoes. So maybe that's what you're talking about with the sermon I see. Um, I'm right. reminded 
really quick, friend, and I remember, and I hope you don't mind me sharing this, but I remember when I came one day to check you out from high school, and there was a young young man that worked in the office, and he, well, he was a man, but but he, he was a young boy who was gay and, and did not uh, hide it. I mean, period. He was gay, and he dressed like it, spoke like it, whatever. And I remember so clearly I checked Brandon out, and this young man had to call Brandon's name over the intercom that he needed to come check out. And I remember Brandon said, came came around the corner, and I'm just saying this just to make a point here. He said, Mom, why don't you let him And I'm thinking, what's the big deal? I had to take you out. He works in the office. No, you should have just left him here. You should have let me call him. He called me. He called me. Because he's thinking, I'm a man. Nobody knows. No. Nobody in that form, that's no sense, do you. I think it's long do you, though. Um, but even at that age, he was like, no, I don't even want my name being called. Period. Yes, I mean, but the thing that was, that didn't work for him because of, of him being. So. What it came from, and I want to bring it up because we keep taking back to the media. I get what you're saying, Brandon. I get what everybody's saying. But once we know the solution, the media, slavery, you know, when you have a leak, you find out what's the problem, you fix it. So the way I look at this is okay, y'all, I keep hearing this. We, we've accepted it. Okay, if we know we've accepted it, then how do we reverse it? What do we do? It seems we know. The problem, but I have well, to know what you we've accepted it. Why are we accepting it? What happened to that village that Bo talked about? Where did that separation go, and how do we get it back? How do we come back to that? Village? Well, Mom, I, I, I'll I'll say, uh, speak to that a little bit. I think we are. Um, I think we're caught up in 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 a rat race that leads nowhere. That just keeps us running keeps us chasing something, some kind of product, something to consume. Um, you know, there was an old, an old saying, you know, in, in southern Georgia, they'd be like, oh, he got the consumption. And it was an illness. It was an illness of I'm sorry? No, go ahead. Uh, it, was an, it was an illness uh, that could only be described as a consumption, needing something, whether it be drugs, whether it be sex, whether it be money, what whatever it was, it was a it was seen as a as an illness, and I think we as a as a as a culture have that today, and it's not just particular to African Americans, but I think we have it more acutely than than uh, pretty much any 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 other race that I can see here in America, where we we consume and we have a buying power of one point one trillion dollars as of this year, but yet we are in in the state that we're in. In America, yet we we constantly see ourselves brutalized by police officers. We constantly see our our young boys sent to prison for nonviolent crimes for the rest of their lives. Sometimes, while rapists uh, with a with a more fair skin tone get off with a slap on the wrist. It's that, and we've accepted this. But since we are so so addicted to the consumption, and since we are so indebted to everyone else except for ourselves and God, then I think we've fallen off. And so we go to work. We don't go to work in order to praise God or to or to lift the name of God. We go to work to purchase something, to buy into the world more. Not to say 
got a mansion and do what he has to do to provide, but we have we have consumed more than we produce. And I think mm-hmm. we as a people should get back to producing because when you produce something, you have pride in it. To see a little child, you know, out downtown uh, that grew broccoli and ate the broccoli themselves that they grew, that would make, that'll make you cry to see it. And it seems something so simple. But to see the worth in a, in, that, a, that a child's eye sees, that they planted a seed, they watered it, they did what they had to do, it grew, and they ate from it. But right now we are dependent, completely dependent. If the grocery stores went down, what the hell are y'all going to do? If the bank went down, what are you going to do? Now, it's only within the last, I don't know, a um, couple thousand years that man has been using money, but... The human species has been around for 2 million years. We have an innate, there are things that, that, that set triggers to us naturally. Being able to provide for a family is one for a man. Being able to nurture a child is one for a woman. These add to your happiness. That's why a lot of people are walking around here like something is missing. They're missing the, the spiritual additives and the benefits that they got from providing for each other, each other and being good stewards of the land. This is what we've gotten away from, this connectedness, this pride in ourselves. That's why we don't know what image of ourselves is, because we, we, we even after slavery, I mean, we can give a, a great credit to that. But at this point, at this point, I believe that we can do something about it, but we have to get off of the needle. We have to get off of the drug that is the consumption. We have to be okay with wearing raggedy shoes in order to save up. I hear commercials, but we're fed it every day. I hear commercials that say, Oh, you're not taking a vacation this summer? Why don't you spend it on a this? Why don't you buy a new car? I, you know, Mom, we were sitting there yesterday, and we heard the commercial say that, and I, I, I busted out laughing. I said, this is why I don't watch much television, because you are being mentally molested into consuming everything when you don't have the ability to. We consume way too much, and we produce way too little, and there's no pride in that. There's no self-esteem. There's no confidence, and, and you, you transmit that to your young and your offspring, generation after generation after generation. Make something of yourself, and I mean that literally. That's my boy, y'all. That's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't help but be a proud mama. Uh, Tammy's going to read a, a comment. Um, that we received, and then we're going to take our next caller. Uh, Bo, we still have you on hold. Don't go anywhere, Brandon. Don't go anywhere. Um, Tammy, go ahead, and then we'll pull in our next caller. Okay, this is um, a post from our Facebook uh, listener, and Anthony D. Collins, he's the author of Life is Outstanding. Great book, you guys, great book. I think I read this book in two days. Um so Anthony B. Collins, author of Life is Outstanding, he says, great show so far. I'm inclined to say we are soft-minded people. We have failed each other in various ways. How do we reconnect, in my opinion, overstanding that we must do it together and stop separating men and women and start focusing on teamwork? embracing all ideas, and start seriously funding our efforts. And I'll say that again, embracing all ideas and start seriously funding our efforts. And that was his uh, that was his post. So, I mean, I think he kind of summed it up based on on what everybody said here tonight. We've we, we got to pull together. We've got to pull together. 
So that was, again, from Anthony D. Collins. And and I have one more I'll read before the end of the show. This one came earlier on in the week, and I want to get uh, those in as well. So I, but I think we have more callers, right? Uh, yes, we have a caller that's uh, waiting in queue. I'll go ahead and pull them in. Okay. Uh, caller from area code 330, last four digits are 4094. Caller, you are on the air. Hey everybody, this is Henry. Hey, what's up, Henry? Hey, I'm 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 I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Just calling away in a little bit. How you doing, Tammy? Good. How are you, Henry? I'm good. I'm good. I want I want to take a little bit of a, a couple different approaches on on the subject. Uh, one is some of the physical things that we do that's causing our soft mindedness. It's part of our diet. You know. When we consume soy, soy milk, soy products, that really boosts a lot of the estrogen in a man's body over and, and, and starts to raise above his testosterone levels. And, of course, you know, that's going to affect you. A lot of times when we're also drinking water out of these plastic bottles, and once they get heated up, there's a chemical in that plastic that also raises testosterone levels, actually decreases uh, testosterone levels inside the man. So we might want to, you know, those are just simple things that we can eliminate right now and start drinking out of a glass bottle and stay away from soy milk. Um, another quick point, religion um, kind of causes us to be soft-minded in some ways because, uh, you know, religion, depending on which church you go to, you know, particularly the stricter, you know, the, the worse, uh, they almost make you feel guilty for liking a woman. I mean, if you see a woman in a miniskirt just because she shouldn't be dressed that way, you almost feel like you wrong because you thought she looked good. And so now you're trying to make yourself not be attractive or, or find that attractive and try not to look and trying to do everything that your manhood is, is, is screaming in, in the complete opposite. For God made you to like a female. You should not, you should not feel guilty for doing that. There's a difference between looking and, and gawking and, 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 and allowing your, your thoughts, you know, taking action towards your thoughts. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with being attracted to the opposite sex that's not your wife. I mean, that, we need to balance that a little bit more. Um, the, 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 the last thing i like to say, which I think is probably most important, <clears throat> is um, we all have a, <clears throat> as men, we have a, a warrior nature inside of us. Uh, even the most offended man has a warrior nature. It's a God-given thing. It's put inside of us to protect our women and our children and our community as well as ourselves. And we don't have a black male rite of passage in this country that initiates us from boyhood to manhood in an obvious, evident way that's, that's guided by the elders who've been there, okay, we grow up in a, in a society where we have to find our own way and define our own path for what a man is. And whoever influences you the most in your childhood is usually what you're going to define as a man. And it's usually the womanizer, the guy with a whole bunch of cars and toys, or you know, it, it's got a lot of you know a lot of popularity or whatever the case may be. It's everything that that's just the opposite of what a man is. It's not that there's anything wrong with having wealth, but. <clears throat> Uh, and, and, and we've also defined being self-destructive as being a man. I mean, there was a time when going to jail was a bad thing. You didn't want nobody to know about But nowadays, you know, you boast about the fact that you've gone to jail. That gives you street cred, and the women love you for it. 
So <clears throat> there's just been a bad definition of what man is. But with a right, with a with a with a male rite of passage, you know, you need to be around seasoned men that can usher forward that warrior nature, so you can become accustomed to it. It's a part of you, and it needs to be brought forward so that you can feel it and maintain it, become accustomed to it, have a bond with it, and cause it to ebb and tie at will. Because if you don't learn to control that part of you, then it's gonna when somebody pushes your buttons, you're gonna it's gonna come forward and it's gonna control you and you're gonna kill. Because if you don't, you know, we're supposed to protect the community, right? But if the community, if you're raised in a society where everybody wants to get education and get a, a, a good job so they can get out of the community, that means that they don't see any value in where you're at. So why would you want to give your life to protect something that everybody wants to get away from? So therefore, your warrior nature says, well, if I can't protect the, the, the environment, I just protect what I feel is important, whether that be me running drugs on the south side of town and killing anybody else that wants to come on my turf selling drugs, or whether it be my Nike shoes. If that's the only thing I find of value in my life, I will fight to the death to protect it. So when you step on my Nike shoes, I'll kill you because I'm not accustomed to that warrior nature that's inside me. You know, and, and I'm just going to stop by saying this. The same principle of, uh, applies when we are not familiar with what they call our feminine energy, or they say we have a male and a female energy inside of us. If you don't, if you don't become if you don't have a great relationship with the feminine energy that's inside you, you're never going to know what to do with a woman. Because if you oppress your feminine side, your feminine energy, if you don't know how to handle that, you're not going to know how to handle a woman. You're not going to know how to communicate with her. You're going to, you're going to treat a woman the same way you treat your female energy. And, and you know, if you, if you suppress your tears and you ain't going to understand her when she cries, and you're not going to try to communicate with that. And that's the same thing. There's all these inner realities that we have that we're so out of touch with that's caused, that's thrown us way off course and has caused us to be everything but what God has intended us to be. So, Henry, what do you think, what do you think, uh, give us, uh, really quickly, give us two solutions to what you just said. Two, two solutions based on what I just said? Yeah, what do you, what do you think we could and you can uh because you, you, you hit a, a a few different things. What are two things that you think we need to do? Um two very specific things that we need to do as men to overcome the the things that have been thrown at us in society. Well, I think that if we ever got to the point where we can create a sense of family among us you know, I can sit and watch somebody beat up the guy across the street, and I won't do nothing. But if you try to beat up my brother, you know, it's gonna be you gonna have a, we gonna have some issues. So we we lost that sense of family. You know, they, when they destroyed the family unit, they did more than just destroy the family unit in the house. They def, they they, they def, uh, destroyed the family unit as far as the sense of community. Back remember back in the day when we said walk up to the person. And, Speak, hey, brother, how you doing? You know, I mean, I didn't have to know you. It's just that there's a sense of bond and connection. We need to get back to that sense of family and, and being our brother's keeper. That, that I think, is, is like, key because everything's going to stem from there. Uh, we, we also need to let the women know that we are here, we're back. You know, we made some mistakes, but we we, we back now, and we're ready to protect you. We're ready to be fathers. We're ready to take care of our kids. 
because if a, if 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 the woman does not feel as though that you are going to protect her and provide for her, she's not going to come back to you. She's not going to respect you, and neither should she technically respect you. So until you you know, until we rise up and begin to take a flag and jam it into the ground and say, I declare this is my territory, until we start becoming, like Brandon said, producers and not consumers, until we are able to provide for our own, because that's what a, that's what a man does. He provides for his own community as your own. Then you'll provide businesses, you'll provide food, you'll provide products. You're talking about boycotting stuff. Ain't nobody worried about you boycotting nothing because where are you going to run to if you did? Well, you know, it's not like you're going to run back to your own. So we need to create our own farmlands and create our own banks and so on and so forth. Those are the two, uh, other than leaving spiritual things out of it, those are the two most easiest things I guess we could. Do. All right, we do appreciate that, uh, uh, Henry. Um, we're going to go back. Um, I have a question, um, and I want to I want to ask, uh, I want to start with Bo, and then I also want Brandon to answer this question as well. Um, in case you all didn't see it, for those of you listening out there, in case you didn't see it, so there was a video um, that went viral this weekend. Uh, there was a, apparently, um, from my understanding, apparently the, uh, there was a pool party um, at a house in Texas, and kids were invited to uh, this pool party. But the way that the, the, the report came out was that too many brown faces showed up, and then next thing you know, one of the neighbors called the police. Um, but here's my question to, to Bo and to Brandon, and I, and I think one of you uh, touched on this briefly earlier. So the police show up on the scene, and they are um, harassing these teenagers. I mean, we're talking about we're talking about very, very, very young kids. Um so much so that, you know, the cop pulls out a gun on, on, on some of them. Uh, you know, he's taking the kids and slinging them on the ground. Take, uh, the cop uh, takes his knee and, you know, puts it into the girl's back. My, my question for you guys is this. There were, one of the things that stood out to me was that there were a large number of people standing around watching, doing absolutely nothing. How do you feel about that when when you see that? We're so quick to, you know, videotape things, and we'll stand around and watch. And then later on we'll, you know, protest and things like that. But why is it that, you know, with all of those people standing out there, I mean, those police officers, granted, they did have guns, but they were simply outnumbered. Why is it that we stand back and allow these things to happen, uh, Bo and then Brandon? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Okay, I, what I want to say is um, I saw the video, and, um, I mean, I was appalled by the video because it dis- it distinctly shows um, racism towards the black teens, um, both male and female. Um, and <clears throat> from what I saw, um, there were a large number of white kids that were standing around. None of them were made to get on the ground. None of them were made to to sit on the ground or grab or, or get anything too. You know, I'm not, I'm not a racial person, but what I saw was, was, was racially motivated. Um, there were a lot of white people 
that were actually standing next to the police and standing around him while he was handcuffing people. And he told none of those white people to get back, to stand back, none of that. Everything was directed strictly at the black kids. Um, And the reason why I feel that nobody said anything is because the adults that were out there were, were, were mostly from that neighborhood. They were white. The kids, they were black. Um, and when the kids did try to come to the girl's rescue to tell him, hey, man, you know, you handling her rough or whatever the case may be, that's when he pulled out his gun, um, which was totally, totally out of character. These are kids that were at a pool party. You know what I mean? They had on swim trunks, bikinis. You know, they didn't have a weapon. He didn't feel, you know, where was the threat? You know, you out there amongst 15, 20 other officers, you know what I mean? If you if you fight, you fight. You know what I mean? Why pull a weapon? You know, and I think that, you know, he pulled the weapon simply because he could, you know what I'm saying, to intimidate, to instill fear because um, they feel that that's what the black man understands or that's what the black kid understands, um, a, a weapon. You know, I'm not going to fight you. I'm going to use this weapon on you. Um, with so much being put in the news today dealing with guns and Teenagers getting killed with, with guns, unarmed teenagers specifically. Um, there is a problem, and every every kid in America knows it. So when they see a cop pull a gun, it's, that threat right there is like, I could be the next Michael Brown or I could be the next, you know what I'm saying, whatever the case may be, you know. Um, and it's an, it's, a, it's an intimidation factor that cops use to gain control or to – Manipulate the mind of a black man to say, "Well, you may whoop me, beat my butt, or whatever the case may be, but I'm gonna kill you." You know, dead wrong, way out of line. You know what I mean? And I, like I said, I just think that nobody jumped in because the people that were actually standing around were mostly white people. There weren't no black grown folks really around in that area. There was a lot of kids, black kids that came from school to a pool party. You know, from, from the schools, that, I guess the various schools that they went to with these kids and whoever threw the party or whatever the case may be, I think that the parent who threw the party or whatever should have been out there saying, hey, we invited these kids, this and the other blase squad. You didn't see none of that. You know, nobody stood up to say, hey, we invited these kids here for a pool party. You know, you hear the kids saying, we, we just came from a party, man. We was at a pool party. But they weren't trying to have none of that because, like you said, someone had called in and said, hey, there's too many black kids over here. There's going to be a problem. You know, wherever black kids go, there's always mischievous stuff happening and this and the other. Get them out of our neighborhood. And they came out there with that in their mind to to get the black kids out of the neighborhood because the white people were complaining. You know, and I and I feel bad about it. You know, I mean, some something needs to be done about it. You know, but that's just not there. That's 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 everywhere in America. You know. Okay. My, my, dad my dad used to have a saying, you know, and um, and I can remember this, man. This was back in 1974, 75, and he used to say, um, son, you're going to learn that when you're black, is get back, and when you're white, it's all right. And I was like, what does that mean? I never knew what that meant. But now as an adult, it has dawned on me what he was saying, you know, it's to keep us back. You know what I mean? But when you're white, it's all right because they control everything with the government and this, that, and the other. 
and the laws and bylaws and all the rest of that stuff. They control all of that. You know what I'm saying? And and, and like Steve Harvey was saying this morning, every officer that has been put on administrative leave or this and the other, they either quit or resigned or went back to work. None of them been put in jail, man. Nobody's been prosecuted. And you got all these teams that been these young men that been killed, unarmed, but nobody's been prosecuted. Hey, hey, Brian, I know, I know that we got Brandon to pull back in. I want, I want to make another note that, and you guys may know this. I don't know if anyone noticed that the the white man who was standing there in the brown shirt, he even was pulling on kids. And I'm thinking, where, where, where does this happen? Where you know, and I, if you go back and look at the video, he too was was, was pushing kids back out of the way. Um, a couple more things out of the, the video I want to bring up. One particular, I'll be quick. The, the reason these cops continue to do what they do, knowing that they are being videoed, because by now you would think every officer in America would work according work how he should. And I've heard black people, some black people say, I don't see what the officers did wrong. I've heard a great number, which we kind of expect, and I'm just putting it like it is, of white people who say, okay, you guys are playing the race card again. Um, And here's my point on this. If you guys recall, there's a video of a young white boy who was on a skateboard and the officer was very, very rude, disrespectful. I think brutal, just brutal as well. Didn't pull a gun or anything, but he too should have lost his job. And my point is this: when we stand up for white, regardless, especially when it comes to these children, because I was as, as equally as upset for that young white boy as I was for these young black kids, and until we are willing to shut cities down, however we decide to do that. But these people need to know. And when I say these people, I'm talking about black cops, white cops. I'm talking about the head because it's time for black cops and white cops to stand up and say, hey, we're not going to be a part of this type of workforce, whatever. And if they don't, we need to shut them down, period. And, And it could sound gangster. It could sound hard, whatever it is. But we don't need to lose another young black child, period. Those kids were doing what kids do. Don't you know we sneak into pool parties? And some of them, half of them lived out there and had been invited. So they weren't doing anything wrong. They were home. Most of them were home. And this, no one has addressed the lady who supposedly slapped the young girl because she told her to go back to her Section 8 house and what was she doing there. See, there's a lot. There's a lot more to this. That man does not be, need to be on leave. He needs to be fired. And I think most of them that that leave get fired or whatever. They go right on somewhere else and work in another place doing the same thing. We just don't know about it. So until they feel the effects of their action, action, we're gonna keep doing it because if if, if not, you know they're being videoed. So they would they would stop. So they already know we're going to do what we do. We're going to get on Facebook and spend 20 hours on Facebook making, doing whatever because it's not effective. And then from there, it's going to quiet down and this, just like everything else, is going to be over. 
So until they feel the effect of their actions, however we as a society, I mean black, white, blue, tall, old, young, come together and make it happen, they're going to keep doing it, and they're going to see you filming them, and it doesn't matter. That's a, that, that's a really good point, Tammy. Um um, I'm gonna take Brandon first, and then I'll and then and then I'll give my two cents. Go ahead, Brandon. Okay. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be very blunt, and very honest, and, and I mean I mean every word that I'm saying. Had I been there, had that been one of the girls in in your neighborhood, mom, that that aren't even of my blood relation, but of the many girls that you mentor to that come to your house every day. And I would have saw what happened to that young lady. I would have become physical with that officer. Had I seen that officer pull for his gun, I would have pulled out my gun and I would have killed him dead on the spot. And that, that, um, I, 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 I'm totally secure in what I'm saying. Because how many of us have died because of the cowardice of our men. And I, I, I at least for one, and I, and I know many people won't, won't agree with me on this, but I, for one, am willing to die knowing exactly who I am and what I stand for and not dying spiritually to see someone oppressed, especially a young girl, or, or an officer put the lives of these, of these young men in, in complete, complete, complete danger. And until we're able to, and, and it might have been a brash decision, but I know my guttural reaction would have been to kill that officer. Because my, my intention is, is one of compassion, not one of me wanting to kill the officer, but, to, but of protecting the children. And it only takes one. It only takes one person to start that fire. It takes one person to tell the cop, hell no, we're not going to take that. It takes one person to punch the cop in the face. But since he has that badge, he's all of a sudden everyone's frozen. It's like deer in the headlights. Let's take him out. Let, let's take him out of that out of that badge and suit and that responsibility because he stepped out of out of that responsibility. The, the moment he he became irate, he was he is no longer an officer in my eyes. Police officers, I have the utmost respect for you if you do your job, but your suit does not incur my respect. Your actions do. And as soon as you break that code of ethics, which I know by the book, I and my and, and, and everything that I believe in, because I, I follow laws of my father, not, not that of man, because those laws don't serve us, as you can see. That's why we don't get uh, uh, these, these gentlemen, well, not gentlemen, these cops thrown in jail. That's why we don't see them prosecuted, because those laws don't serve us. They weren't written for us in the first place. We three-fifths worth of every word that's inside of that Constitution. So why are you begging for that law to serve you now when it kills your children? Why are you begging that law to serve you now when it incarcerates your men? Why are you, are you begging that law to serve you when it, when it won't give the same standing to your child as it would a child of fair skin? So I say to hell with it all. And until... More of us are willing to do that, Mom. You know, I've been in I've been in plenty of altercations with cops. I threw a cop down the stairs for 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 becoming physical with me. I've been in plenty of those altercations, but I know my law. 
And that is the most dangerous thing to them. I remember that in that one particular situation, the cop didn't even believe that I went to University of Tennessee. He he could he couldn't believe it. Now, I, I know you know what I just said was controversial, but I but I don't care. I'm a man. He's a man who's putting an innocent child in danger. And had he been irate and he started shooting, everyone would scream and run. But I would be willing to die for my neighbor. Are you willing to die for yours? That's the question. Are you willing to die for what you believe in? And if not, then shut up. Don't say nothing. Because we are, we are past the time for talk. And if I you, think and that... If you can't, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just, I was just saying, if you, can't, if, you can't, if you can't fill those shoes, and if you can't... And, and that's what a man is. A man has to be willing to do that. You have to be willing to die for what you believe in. And that and, and, and that's not saying that you're um, too hard-minded or, or too overzealous. It's just knowing that knowing your place on this earth. And oppression, in my eyes, um, is worse than death. And I think a coward dies a thousand times in his life. But a man only dies once. And I, I'm willing to die a man once than to die a thousand times and still yet breathe and walk. Hey, Rodney so and Brandon, for you too. What if, what what if you guys, you're your men. What if that was your daughter and and she was being, um, she was behaving and you told her to go to her room or whatever, and someone had called the police and the officer comes in your front yard or house or whatever and saw you with your knee down into your daughter's back. What do you think the officer would have done? This is Rodney, and, and I can tell you, uh, you are going to jail if an officer rolls up and you have your your knee and your daughter's back. You're going to jail, and you know what? The same thing should have happened to that officer. Exactly, or 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 worse, the cops would have shot you, being a black male. Yep. And and this this is this is what I'm saying. This the diagnosis is instantaneous, um, and more and more potent to us than than to any any other demographic. And and as long as we accept that as the status quo, as long as when when our blood bleeds there as long as there's no uh there's not the eye for an eye, which is which is biblical. We only we say oh that only makes two men blind. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 our knowledge. But why do you think that there was such a time? And and yes I believe in compassion and forgiveness. Just like Jesus said, "Ye who you know is without sin, cast the first stone." But why did that practice exist in the Hebraic law even before that? Why? Why did it exist to where, if someone did something that was uh, catabolistic or, or catabolic to the to the to the um, uh, uh, to that group, that that tribe or that culture, they they would stone them or put them to death? Because those same characteristics would permeate the households, uh, their own households, and other households within that community, and the community would would then be subject to collapse or disease or what what have you. It was that important to to, to maintain and to uh, protect what their community stood for and the guidelines, the, the the moral fiber between it. We have lost that entirely. We have lost accountability. And I'm not saying people should be stoned. I'm not saying people, you know, should be punished to, to, to that extent for, for small crimes. I don't. But I think as of right now, drastic measures must be taken to fix a drastic problem. 
we're taking we're taking nibbles at something that that we can never that we can we can never eat by asking for this the same the same uh system that oppresses us for a helping hand it's not going to work that way that's why all the people that have said that thus far are dead <laughs> Here's uh, this is Rodney. I'm gonna I'm gonna give my two cents, and 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 that is this: if you look at our um, you look at our nation, our nation has become soft. As a nation, we're soft, and no matter what aspect you look at it, our nation has completely changed, and we've done exactly what we were not supposed to do. Instead of Transforming, we have conformed. You look at sports. Uh, football and basketball are not as hardcore as they used to be back in, let's say, the 70s, 80s, and even the 90s. It has become such a soft, they've become such soft sports that now, if you breathe on a guy wrong, it's a penalty. Whereas back in the day, guys used to take each other's heads off, and it was, I'm going to get back up, and I'm going to play this game. There was no time for, oh, you know, let let, let me check your boo-boo and all this other stuff. It was, no, we're going hard because we're playing this game. You're not going to get the best of me. We're going to compete. And at the end of the game, we're going to shake hands and we're going to walk away from it. Whereas now, the game is soft. You look at things like homosexuality that are uh, on the front page of American society. And if you speak against homosexuality, you're wrong. We've become a nation that has just allowed every single thing. And instead of us standing against it, there are some of us who do, but instead of standing against these things that, that have happened over a period of time, we've subjected ourselves to this soft-minded mentality, so much so that we're okay with sitting at home while our girlfriend or wife goes to work. We're okay with sitting at home. We're okay with sitting at home collecting a, a check rather than actually going out and work when we when we can, when we're more than capable. And I'm going to go back to something that Brandon said. Until we develop this mentality that I'm, going, I'm willing to die for what I believe in, we're going to continue to see problems like we saw in Texas. We're going to continue to see problems like, with Trayvon Martin. We're going to continue to see Ferguson's. We're going to continue to see Eric Garner's situation until we say, you know what? I am willing to die for what I believe in. We don't have, we don't have people like that anymore. And when you, when you think about the people, uh, when you think about slaves, when you think about civil rights leaders back in the day, I'm not talking about these, these new ones. I don't even know what they are. No one's willing to die anymore. Martin Luther King went hard no matter what, and he eventually lost his life. And I would bet that he probably knew that that was going to happen. Think about Jesus. Jesus went hard. He sold out, and you know what? He ended up losing his life. But we 
are so afraid now of repercussions that we have limits on our freedom. We have limits on our masculinity because we're so afraid of the repercussions. I looked at the, the, the L.A. Clippers last, was it last year, the year before, when that Donald Sterling crap came out. These jokers came out with their uniforms turned inside out. What message did that send? Who did that move? No one, no one was moved by that. No one cared about that. But nobody said, you know what, as long as this man is the owner of this team and that's how he feels, we are not playing. Exactly. No one to say that. And, and their response was, well, i got to feed my family. You know what? You're a multimillionaire. You ought to be able to feed your family even if you do sit out a game. But that would have made a statement. What statement, what what would it have said to the NBA if whoever they were playing in that game said, you know what, we're not playing in this game either. But nobody was willing to do that. Oh, we're just going to turn our, our shirts inside out. Who cares? You still have a shirt. Hell, the Clippers letters actually touching your chest because you turned the shirt inside out. Who are you feeling? I was I was very disgusted when I first moved to um, Manassas, where I live now. I went to Philadelphia, and I went to, I forgot the name of the place, but anyway, they were talking about the preamble. And that was <laughs> the first time I learned that the first three words of the preamble are, we the people. I always thought that meant everybody because that was the way it was taught to me. I even had to serve detention for about three weeks because I refused to remember the preamble. But, you know, I didn't have any issues with it. I'm just I'm just not going to memorize it. So I finally got tired of sitting in detention. And I said, okay, I'm just going to memorize this thing, get out of detention, because we had to serve detention for not memorizing this thing. You know how frustrated I was when I learned seven years ago that we the people was referring to the white man in the country. It didn't refer to the women. It definitely didn't refer to the black people. We the people, if you read the preamble, when that when it was written, when they said we the people, it was referring to white men. So I'm, I'm even now, I'm now more irritated because I had to sit in detention for something that didn't even pertain to me. So when we talk about soft-minded men, where are the Martin Luther Kings? Where are the the Malcolm X's? Where are the Jesus Christ? That, you know what, this isn't right, and if it means I'm going to lose my life, guess what? I'm going out of here 32 years old. I'm going out of here 25. I'm going out of here 47, if it means. If it means I got to choose between my integrity or my dignity and racism. And there are laws out here to protect these racist behavior. It's called he's on leave. He's on administrative leave. He's been suspended. He's been transferred. Because all it is is a tactic to get you to forget about it. And either they keep that person there or they transfer them or promote them 
once you have forgotten about it. And then that person goes somewhere else and does the same thing over again because the goal is not to do what's right. It's to do what's right as long as you're paying attention or to make you think that they're doing what's right. And, and you know why? I mean, we have to, and, and I'm going to speak to people um, who are not my same skin color. There are some people, I, I, saw, I just saw the, the Facebook posting where they, I guess they did um, they did something in McKinney County today, well, I guess today, and there are a great number of white people out there. Um, I, am, I am thankful for those who are stepping up because white, black, blue, green, whatever, if it were your child, color would not matter. Even if your child spoke out of order to the police officer, um, even if your child did not belong in that neighborhood, if it were your daughter in a two-key saving scene, clearly no weapons, if it were your daughter, what would you have wanted? There's a time where you just, what's right for everybody, especially being that we have churches on every corner filled every Sunday. And so that goes back to how we started this conversation. I think Clinton was, you know, I'm sorry, there are too many organizations and there are too, there are clearly too many churches. Because if, you, if, if we're not seeing the fruit, of those organizations in these churches, then what are they for? What are they for? It's just like one of our one of our people posted Rollo, you know, soft minded men. What what are they here for? Some of y'all think that's cool, but it is what it is. What is what is your purpose here? What is your purpose? And so I'm saying as you say, it comes a time, people, you have to stand up for what's right. Whether that child would would have been my color or your color, I would still be just as angry because that is a child. That is someone's child. He is an officer. It's like Brandon said earlier. It is your actions that make me respect you and honor your position. When you step out of what whatever parameters around what what you do, your role as an officer to to serve, protect. And all all that goes with that, then you are no longer an officer. You are a threat, which means I have the right. I have the right to defend myself. And so, people of all color have to step up anytime anyone's wrong, whether they look like you or not. But we especially have to start speaking up for our young <clears throat> black children. That being said, soft-minded men, you got to step up because until they feel like, I'm going to say until because they might not do it because I think right about now we need some other kind of action. But one, they feel like black lives don't don't matter to you all. So, you you know, we can do what we want to do with them. They Right. And, uh, Mom, I'll, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Mom. Um, I, I was saying just, but just imagine if it was if that happened uh, the opposite way, if a white child was was brought down like that by a black officer, 
All hell would be breaking loose. Imagine if the man who wasn't an officer, the one in the brown shirt, imagine if he was a black man putting his hand on hands on white children. What do you think those white yeah. parents would have been doing today? They would have wanted him arrested. And they probably would have got it. Mm-hmm. Much faster than, than, than we would. Exactly. Because, see, again, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. No, I'm just saying, because, again, they looked at us like, oh, yo, you guys are not going to do anything. You're just going to make a little noise. You're going to burn down your areas. You're going to burn down your cities, your communities. I'm not for burning down, but if you must, I got some neighborhoods for you to go in. If you must, besides your own. I mean, what sense does that make? Black, black Lives Matter, you're burning down where black lives are. And so we have to matter within and make them know, oh, we matter. Our children matter. I mean, it's gotten it's, it's to that point where, where we really are going to have to make some people feel like, we can't send our kids to school today because we didn't kill some of theirs. I hate to say it. Can you want to hear it? I hate to say it, y'all, but, but that's the only way we're going to get people's attention. I'm not saying we're going to go out and kill kids. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying enough is enough. You've got to find a way to shut cities down when this happens. And, no, you don't get administrative leave. You have to get gone. You need, you need your passport. Quick. Uh, <laughs> I'm right there with you, Tammy. We have, we have about uh, we have about uh, 18 minutes left on the show. So what I want to do is this: um, I want to give everyone just uh, an opportunity to share some final thoughts. Um, just a couple of uh, just a couple of minutes, maybe about two or three minutes, uh, and we're going to go back to uh, Henry because uh, I see him still out there. So we're going to go Henry, then Bo then Brandon, um, and then Tammy uh, will give some final thoughts and also uh, any announcements that we have because uh, I, I, I know that we need to talk about uh, the next time we're going to be on the air and everything, and then I'll close out the show like like we always do. So what I'm going to do, uh, and those of you who are uh, listening, uh, please hang in there with us um, as we uh, finish out the show for tonight. So what I'm going to do is bring – Henry, back in. Any final remarks, Henry? Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, you know, I've been talking like this for a while, and I've been catching slack from my own people telling me that I'm being, you know, I mean, I post up on Facebook about how we need to be ready, we need that we are in a war, we need to prepare ourselves, and I catch slack from, you know, mostly black men that's saying that, you know, this is we need to vote and political process and all this stuff you know, which ain't been working, you know. But I would say that as, as, as adamant as I am about defending ourselves and whatever, that uh, we can't be alone, alone gunmen. You know, we, we have to get together. We need to discuss strategies so that if we are going to do something like this, that it just won't be some one person sacrificing himself or everybody is basically filming you and putting you on YouTube. So that's pretty much what, you know, you you just jumping out there by yourself is just going to get yourself killed. You're not going to really make a stand if it ends up with, uh, say, for example, you getting killed and the girl too. You know, so it's, 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 
has to be a unified effort. And seeing somebody die for the cause is not necessarily um, what it takes to stir the people up. It has to be stirred up because there's a love that's created for your own. And worst-case scenario, that, uh, that there's a fear that you might be next. But we rather would be a love-motivating force versus a fear force. Thank you so much, Larry. It's always a pleasure, man, when you get a chance to be on with us. Um, we hope hey, that you'll hey, hey. out the end of the show. Uh, go ahead, Tammy. Let's, let's let Henry, if you're still there, you want to give a bit of information about what you're doing. If you could do that quickly, we have this. Not long to go, but can you tell them what you're doing, working on? Yeah, we've we got a Youngstown uh, security building for a two-day uh, black male rite of passage. Um, and the looks of things that we don't, we're only going to need about 600 bucks to pull this off. We're going to feed and, and, and house uh, 20 black men from the Youngstown area. Or if, you, if you're from another area, you want to drive to Youngstown, that's fine too. And, and we're going to uh, lead them to a, through a, a black male line of passage and introduce them to manhood properly and see if we can uh, send them back out to the community. Uh, not lambs among wolves, but lions among wolves, and there's still a sense of leadership and responsibility within them, and hopefully that seed will grow. So if you're interested, we're shooting for August the 15th and 16th. I believe that's it. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah I think it's 15th and 16th. Um, we, I need to get some money to the guy to secure, the, secure that date. But um, if anybody's interested, you know, Facebook me, friend me on Facebook, inbox me, and uh, I can tell you what we need and how you can help. Or you can you can get, you can email me at Henry H E N R Y Garden G A R D E N Art A R T at Yahoo dot com Henry Garden Art I do art for a living Henry Garden Art at Yahoo dot com and put something in the title about write a passage or or something that I get my attention from those my junk mail and uh, to everyone out there just. Uh, if for some reason you can't get a hold of Henry, um, you can always uh, contact myself or contact Tammy, um, and we will definitely get that information out to you. Let's support our brother, uh, Henry, who's up in um, Ohio. Uh, Henry, thanks again for being on the show, man. Thank you. Don't go anywhere. All right, we are going to come back to Bo. Uh, Bo, any final words? Yeah, I've heard a lot of learned a lot, man, I'm telling you. Boy, that brand is something else, boy. That's my cousin. I tell you, boy, Tammy, you did good. You did good. You did good. As a single mother, you raised a man. I tell you, you really, really did a job. Um, like, uh like Brandon was saying, you know, I can get on that boat with Brandon. You know what I mean? Had it been my neighborhood, hey, man, we had to do what we had to do. You know what I mean? Because like he said, you know what I mean, it would have been the compassion in my heart. You know what I mean? To see him do that to a child. I mean, that man, I looked at him, man. That man kept his both of his knees in that child's back for a long time. Then he took one knee off and kept the other knee there for the remainder of the time. You know what I'm saying? And then you want to ask Ask the brother who who had the severed spine, how did his spine get severed? Well, da-da, that's one way of doing it right there. How do you put your knees in a 14-year-old child's back? 
You know, that's crazy. You know, so I'd have been on the boat with Brandon. I mean, we had to do what we had to do. Now, I, I can't just stand by and let that happen. You know I mean, I'd have had to give my life for the cause, you know. People like that dying every day for no reason. That would have been a reason for me to go, you know. Um, I can just say, man, you know, I, I hope that it changed, you know what I mean, because, you know, you, you, teach, you lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. You know, there's a lot of men out there, man, that's soft, man, straight pussies. You know, uh, you know, I have to reiterate this. You know, what I mean, when you, when I, when I was in, when I was in chain gang, you know, I seen a lot of dudes come through there, and when they came in, you know, you think you think that they was they were men, you know, trying to be men, you know, but somewhere along the line, I don't know what happened. You know, what I'm saying it's like Tammy say, they thought the soft things wrong, and other dudes saw it in them, and just pulled what was in them out. You know, and the next thing you know, you know, he went from wearing a size thirty six to wearing a size twenty two. Pants, you know what I'm saying? And I'm looking like, God, man, what happened? You know? Then they want to tell you, well, I've been like this. And you ain't been like that, homie. Just soft. You soft, man. Cushion. Q-tips. Cotton swab. Whatever you want to call it, you soft. You know what I mean? And then they see it in them. And there's a lot of dudes that's like that out there, man, that don't want to take responsibility as a man. Like Brandon said, it's got to be all the way around. Not, you know what I mean? you got to take on the whole cake. You know, pull some of them kids, like I said, you know what I mean, from families that don't have a father. Pull some of them kids, man, and help them out in your community. You know, the brother Henry was just saying, man, we got to go back to the days where we where we thought like a tribe, man. It's not just our family because it's not just our family that's going through it. This is an epidemic, man. It's worldly. It's all over. You know what I mean? And so if you can make a difference and say five family lives around your neighborhood, you know what I mean, that's the start. And that's all I want to say, man. That's all I want to say. Hey, Mo, really quickly, uh, before you before you um before you go, uh, and we hope that you uh hang on with us because we have some very uh special announcements. But please tell the people about Tighten Up Ministries and anything else you have going on down in uh uh um uh Georgia where you are. Yeah, um thank you, Rodney. Um Tighten Up Ministries, you can you can look me up on Facebook. It's a ministry that's dedicated to young folks. For men and women, um, you can go on the uh, the site there. You can leave messages. You can call me directly. Um, you can look at videos. You can post uh, in the blog area there. You know, if you're going through, you know, whatever it is that you're going through, whether it be um, drug issues, um, family issues, you're being bullied. It's, you know, you just don't know what else to do. You think of suicide. If you're going through family uh, issues with uh, your mom not spending time with you because she's searching for this one dude or whatever the case may be, whatever the case may be, man, I'm here for you. you know, I just want you young kids to know out there, man, whether, like I said, male or female, that you're loved. You know what I mean? You don't have to go through it alone because we here, you know, at Tighten Up Ministries care about you. We here at Butterfly Evolution care about you. If we did, we wouldn't be on this, this radio show every Monday night reaching out to people in our communities trying to, to make a difference. So it, it's there for you. Um, like I said, man, I'm bold. Look me up and, hey, I'm here for you. We appreciate that. Uh, maybe, um, and this is just a thought, so I'm putting it out there, uh, maybe Tammy and Bo, there could be some kind of way uh, you guys could organize a charter bus 
to get tighten up ministries and the folks down in Georgia to come up to the education summit in September. Just a thought, just a thought. Um, and I think Tim is going to talk more about the education summit in just a second. Uh, we're going to come back to Brandon for some final words. Go ahead, Brandon. Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me on, on the show. Um, I know this is a very touchy subject and, uh, we can all get pretty passionate, but but um, I would like to reiterate that I mean everything that I've said. And uh, thank you both for um, for backing me up on that, because a lot of times, you know, when, when we say things like that, uh, you know, er- everyone kind of hoots and hollers and, and pumps, a, pumps a black power fist um, until you start talking about bloodshed, until you talking to, start talking about I for an eye. Um, and, and some people look at you as a... Um, Especially as a black male, they they look at you as um, irate. They look at you as um, as if you are you are the wrong um, manifest of what a black male should be. Uh, but don't let anyone define you, but you and your creator. And love your neighbor as you love yourself. And if you love your neighbor as you love yourself, then you will feel the exact same way that I feel. You will feel the way. Jesus felt when he flipped tables because they turned his father's house into a den of thieves. But at the same time, you can make a way to feed an entire nation. This is what a man is. This is the definition of a man. Someone who with the same hand, the same hand can fight you, but can hold you. The same, the same hand that can uh, defend you uh, can, can bring seed from the earth. And th- these are the these are the the many roles and the many hats that a man should be able to to play with confidence. And if we don't if we don't do what we are at our base level, at our base level we are bigger than women. At our base level we are stronger. At our base level we can fight. Our our bone bones are more dense. So if we cannot protect our women, our little fourteen year old girls, then we 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 might we we can't even go to the to the spiritual, we can't even go to the mental. We haven't even we haven't even mastered the base level of physicality. We can't even 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 a, a silverback gorilla, an ape, can protect his, his 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 young. And here we are, the smartest creature on this earth, and we subjugate ourselves to laws that don't serve us. So I would say to everyone: love your neighbor as you love yourself. And defend your communities with your life, whether it be on an organized front, uh, whether it be on a on a political front, but all preserving life, and be willing to take the the very same thing that you are willing to to, to protect. You have to, because if you if you're not able to take that extra step, they will kill you, and they will continue to kill other people. And it might not be your family this month or this generation, but eventually it will. But you could have stopped it, and I won't die with with my last breath being a one of regret. If I get shot doing doing what I do, I don't I don't think I, I think we're almost too far off in a sense to get real collectivized movement. It's gonna be it's gonna be uh, silo, uh, silos in each community, I think. But collectively, we can do one big thing. We have to change the idea. As soon as we do that, we can change this entire nation. So thank y'all again for um, for having me. We appreciate you being on with us. Uh, Tammy, you want to go ahead? Um, I just want to, I'm going to 
want to remind everybody that we will not be on um, until July uh, 13th. Okay, so we'll be back on the air July 13th, Monday, July 13th. So take some time to go back and listen to some of the archive shows um, and just be ready. Be, be ready to, to move forward. I'm going to be working behind the scenes. Rodney's going to be working behind the scenes as well. And if, if there's any way possible that you can make the educational education summit, and Rodney will give you the dates on that, um, please, Please do. If you cannot and you want to make a donation, it could be a donation of $20. It does not matter. It will help in, in some way, shape, form, or fashion. This is a free event uh, with a great, great, great um, number of, of panelists who is, who is just going to bring, bring it, I'll say. And we need, to, we need to talk about our, our education and the way that our children are being educated as well and help our teachers Rodney's one. He's a great one. We have some great teachers out there, and they need to be at the top of the scale. That's another thing we need to fight for, uh, the way that our children are being educated and the things that are going on within the school with teachers and with our students. So if you can support even in the smallest way, you can make a $5 donation, whatever it is, open to it. Right, Rodney? Rodney will give you the dates on that. Um, if, you, if you can't and you know somebody near Virginia, vendors, needing vendors as well, um, just support in any way that you can. If you can't do anything, please pray. Pray that it is successful and that uh, we are able to change lives. That's all I have. Tammy, you have an event coming up July 18th. Oh, yeah, I do. Um, oh, yeah, so it's Rekindle it's the Flame. Um, it's for couples married or dating, seriously dating, whatever you want to call it. But it is for couples, and we're, it's going to be a seminar. Uh, dinner for two and two life language profiles for each as well. Um, I don't push that as much as I should, but I am a certified life language coach, and it's on my website. You can actually take the assessment there on the site. It is the best thing that I could have ever did for myself. It helped me to understand and accept who I am and just love me for me. I'm walking in my own shoes. I can't do yours. I'm having a hard time doing mine. So July 18th, if you know anybody near Memphis or want to drive up, I think we have space for about five more couples only. So if you're interested, you need to contact me right away. Thank you for reminding me of that, Rodney. Hey, Not hey, Rodney, eight. we're trying to get Mo on the show as well. You know, we've been talking to him about uh, Tighten Up Ministries, who was going to try to be doing to do a, a night on the Butterfly Evolution show on a consistent basis, so you need to stay on him about that. I most, I most certainly will. <laughs> uh, the Education Summit is going to be Saturday, September 26, 2015. It is an all-day event. It will start at 9 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and it will conclude at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we are going to have three panels uh, with four members on each panel. Uh, the first panel is on uh, testing. The second one is on social promotion. And then the third one is on ineffective policies, teaching, and parenting and how that's impacting our kids in grades K-12. Um, our keynote speaker uh, is Mr. Gabe Sonia. He was on the show about a year ago. He's the man who was a janitor for 27 years, and now he's the principal um, of that very same school. And so 
the reason why we're hosting this education summit is to uh, expose the ugly truth. There's a lot going on in schools today that you all have no idea is even taking place unless you actually work in the school system. Our kids are being disserviced left and right. And so what we've done is we, we, we've decided to put on this education summit to expose the ugly truth because I can tell you I cannot, cannot as a teacher and as a man, I cannot sit back and allow these things to happen without calling out those who are responsible for the damage that is being done to our children. You would not believe what's going on. So we would like to encourage you, no matter where you are, we would like to encourage you to come to the uh, Learners Inc. Education Summit. Again, it's going to be September 26th from 9 to 4. Um, any donations are welcome. If you are a small businessman, large businessman, doesn't really matter. Um, if you are someone who does arts and crafts, uh, we would love to have you come and be a vendor. Um, Please get in contact with me. Um, you can do it through Facebook. You can also visit my website, excuse me, www.yourfaveteacher.com. That's www.yourfavteacher.com. Um, uh, as we end this show, I'm just going to read this quote from Martin Luther King, and it says, the soft-minded man always fears change. He feels security in the status quo, and he has an almost morbid fear of the new. For him, the greatest pain is the pain of a new idea. We want to thank you all for being a part of the Butterfly Evolution Show broadcast tonight. We will see you again. July the 13th, 2015. Until then, please remain blessed. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you in a month. Good night, everybody.
peace Sometimes It feels like Everything Is passing me by Every now and then It's feeling like My ship has gone and sailed away But I I gotta be strong Gotta hold on It won't be too long Now the tide is coming in I see the waves flowing Out there on the ocean I know my ship is coming in Just at the horizon And right where the sky is Out there on the ocean Oh, my ship is coming in So don't leave me hanging I've been waiting too long For this moment My ship has finally come 